The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Match. A roundtable of Cowboys insiders. Dropping wisdom. And offering sizzling takes. On the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Players Lounge was last hour, no, two hours ago. Now we got Media Mash. I'm living here at the Star here on a Monday after Easter. Cha-ching. And I'm here for you, Clint. <laughs> Cha-ching. For you, for you Clint. That's why I'm here. Cha-ching. For Clarence Hill. <laughs> of the Fort Worth Star Telegram, that's John Machota, The Athletic. I am Newey Scruggs. We got uh, Chris Beam and Jeff. They can smell fresh cash. Right here. Yeah, fresh cash. Uh, speaking of fresh cash, Odell Beckham Jr., one-year, $15 million contract, could add three more to it for $18 million. Uh, guys, uh, good for him. I'm just glad he's not wearing a star. There's no drama. Uh, Brandon Cooks fits, to me, what the Cowboys needed. Vertical threat, get down the field. Uh, I'm good with it for, for, for the Cowboys here. Any regrets? Anything? No, I don't think any regrets. I think really – it just if just going to pull a curtain behind the scenes that the Cowboys were ne- never really in it. You know, it was more about uh, talk and show. Uh, certainly, when the season ended, I mean, Jerry told us at the combine they hadn't had any talks with him. You know, it was he would always say we were at the uh, Senior Bowl. Oh yeah, I mentioned Odell. I like Odell. Combine, yeah, I love Odell. I love him. Ain't the only person I talked to was Mama, but I, you know, but he always would keep the conversation going because they kept the Cowboys in the news. But talking to people behind the scenes, there was nobody in the scouting department front office that was pushing for Odell. It was only Jerry talking in the media. And it certainly as the numbers came out and we was asking for and we understanding uh, the Cowboys' sour cap and the philosophy, there was no way they were paying $15 million. He, he wanted 20 And for him to come out and say, well, I didn't want 20 well, you got you're getting 18 or you can't get 18 Clearly, that was what the price was until all the negativity came out and it came down because you knew you weren't getting 20 The Cowboys were never in the Odell Beckham sweepstakes. It was just a bunch of talk. You're talking about they weren't in it this offseason. Yes. But last year, oh, during the, the season, season because you thought I you just did. want to make sure that's clear. Yeah, yeah we're talking about since the end yeah. of Yeah, during the season yeah. because you, you understand you're going to get him at a bargain. Because he's coming off the ACL, he hasn't played. It's only a few games left. There's only so much he can ask for, right? Yeah. That so, was the thought process. He can help us now, and then we'll see. Because Jerry talked it was all about what you can do for us now. Yeah. But since the end of the season, since he became a free agent, they were never in it. Right. It was just talk. So we'll get to Odell in a second. I just got to ask you this. So I was at the Senior Bowl. What did Jerry say when you guys asked him about uh, Brett Maher? I can't remember, but he was basically out on Brett Maher. Right. The reason I bring that up is because that in my time covering the team, it's the only time that I've ever heard him completely shut the door in any Right, no. Because I think of, like, Earl Thomas, all those times. Well, but, but, Earl Thomas is Earl Thomas. And Odell was the same way. Like, Jerry doesn't want to close the book on anybody that he thinks will generate interest. Right. Brett Maher don't generate no interest. We're right. talking about the Earl right. Thomas. You're talking about even the Zeke stuff. He's yeah, not gonna, never wants that, to shut the door but, on But the Odell Beckham, he kept him in the news. He kept yeah. the headlines and all that other stuff. So, yes, he's yeah. not going to shut the book on it. But just behind the scenes on what, how they were moving they were all in on getting Brandon Cooks. Yeah. They were not, there was no contact at all. So it was just a bunch of talk. And we understand why, because they were never paying that price. And I don't know how, you know, Baltimore is paying that price, you know, $15 million a lot, uh, up to $18 million, certainly with incentives for a guy who's coming off two ACLs. 
over 30. Only, you know, only three receivers past 30 last year had 1,000-yard uh, seasons. You know, so what Odell are you getting? And what are you paying for? And this is just a smoke screen to say, Lamar, we love you. We're committed to upgrading the receiving corps because no one else, like he was going to go to the Jets on Monday. They tried to get the Jets to match the offer. Jets said no. Nobody was paying what Baltimore was paying. Almost like the Deshaun Watson thing. Nobody's paying that. Well, you get aggressive because you really want a guy. But no, I think you. I think everybody would agree you'd rather have Brandon Cooks on a deal where in this first year – He's, you're paying him $12 million guaranteed because they picked up the other six. Um, and, yeah, you gave up a, a fifth and sixth round pick, but he's also a guy that's not coming off of an injury. And you've wanted this guy for a while. Not just Jerry saying it. It's clear that the team has wanted Brandon Cooks for a while, too. And once they did Brandon Cooks, there was no chance they were doing uh, oh, yeah. anything anything with Odell Beckham. Yeah, and the thing about it is, is Brandon Cooks fits what you want. I mean, Bingo. That's uh, the thing. you know, the style, you've been wanting a guy to take the top off the defense. You've been wanting a speed guy. Odell is more of a C.D. Lamb type. You already have that type of guy. Okay, so Odell doesn't fit he, the, the the fit to what you're wanting, trying to do on offense for what you have, with your other parts. It didn't make any sense. It was only a name to talk about. Brandon Cooks fits what you want. No, oh, I, I agree. I'm, my thing is that I still, and I'm sure you see this, you still see people talk about DeAndre Hopkins. What about them for DeAndre Hopkins? What about them for DeAndre Hopkins? I, I just, I don't, I don't see that that being something like after I, I know that. It's one of those things where you get Brandon Cooks, you get Stephon Gilmore, people are happy, but then it's always like on to the next thing. Like, well, we want more. We want more. Oh, That's the next thing. I don't see them <laughs> doing anything significant on this roster outside of what they do in the draft well, from here going and forward. And let's, 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 let's put a pin in that, though. You know, if, if they don't get the receiver they want in the draft or they don't get a receiver in the draft and Brandon and, and, and Hopkins so, gets cut. So, we can't we, – we, Right? We got, we, and he comes in on the team. Let's stay off – let's stay off other teams' players. Oh, well, I'm, yeah. I know. I was going to do that, sorry. too. I didn't bring he him was up. giving me the luck. I, I didn't bring him up. He was giving so, me the luck. So, <laughs> to, to me, when you look at what's going on now, I think you're going down the right road. Of, you've got a veteran who's basically on a one-year deal. So – with Cooks on a one-year deal, this now puts you in a position that maybe if you want to use um, a pick on Thursday or Friday to address receiver. Or hopefully Jalen Tolbert starts to show you some something in this offseason. But I do think this puts him in a really good position. Okay, first round, we got a lot of options of where we could go. Because if you do take a receiver in the first round, you're not asking that particular player that you've got to come in here and immediately do something. But if you take him in the first round, you need him to immediately do something. I mean, it's just a waste. Well, well, well I just say immediately, like, okay, boom, day one, you starting right here. It no, you're not the star, but you need an impact player. You need a player that's going to gonna be here. And... Um, you know, we, we won't know about October till May. So you got to make the decision on 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 wide, on wide receiver. You know, well before that. So so Jim Nagy that runs the Senior Bowl. Yeah, he I tweeted this today. five hours ago. I thought okay. this was interesting. He goes, one thing has become clear on calls around the league past the cu- past couple of weeks. NFL isn't nearly as high in this year's wide receiver class as media is. Frequently seeing four or five wideouts in mocks have spoken to numerous teams that have only one first-round grade at the position, and that guy is JSN, which is Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. So I think that is interesting because you do see a lot, of, a lot of mocks that do have multiple receivers. And, 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 and what the problem with that is this. Like Stephen Jones says, there's only 20 first-round picks. Yeah. Okay. So that can be true, but when you're picking 25, 26, 27, 28, 29 – you're not getting the first-round pick. They're a first-round pick in name only, but they're not a first-round pick on my board. 
So, I mean, that's kind of, you know, playing fast and loose with the truth. You know, we, we talk about, you know, guys, Stephen Jones tells us only 20 first-round picks in the draft. So, when guys are going to be picked 21, 22, 23 to 32, they're going to be quote-unquote first-round picks, but they're not first-round picks on our board. So, that doesn't mean receivers won't be taken in the first round. They're oh, just yeah. not on their draft board. Yeah, if there's a receiver there that the Cowboys really like that that is their number two receiver on their draft board behind, let's say, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I could see them taking them at right. 26. Right, and, and again, again, and it just – the fact, you know, I, I I did a mock draft for Star Telegram, and I picked Quentin Johnson in my first mock draft last week, you know, just because how the things fell. But, I mean, the Cowboys visited with Johnson. They visited with Hyatt. They visited with the kid Zay Flowers. They brought him in. Yeah. Those are guys who are considered in that realm for a reason. The Flowers one out of all their 30 visits so far. All, the Flowers one is the one that probably surprised me the most. Yeah. Just because of the size. It doesn't right. really fit with what they would but do. But he's really. the first-round guy. Right, sure. But uh, he's in that area. I'm saying they, they, they brought them in for visits, up-close visits for a reason. That is doing your homework on receivers who would be around that pick for a reason. And maybe and I go back to Travis Frederick when they, they made that move, traded down from uh, on their pick, uh, passed on Sharif Floyd, and they ended up taking Travis Frederick, who – uh, most people, it was not a first-round pick. Even he was surprised. But it ended up working out for them. So maybe that's the – when you talk about not having first-round picks at 26, that you say, okay, who fits something for us and we can get this player and get a five-year contract for the player. And they, they, they were absolutely right on Travis Frederick, and I was absolutely wrong because that day I'm like, what are we doing? Well, you know, they were – and we could revisit that. They were right. The process was wrong. Which is, you know, why they had to shuffle in the in the scouting department, because you don't pass on a guy that's in the top five of your board. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Okay, that's that's why, you know, Thompson's Will McClay got moved up. They they ended up being right, but the process was wrong, and that was the controversy on that day. Yeah, because they got with the other pick they got from that, they drafted uh, Terrence Williams. So you get Terrence Williams. And Travis Frederick instead of Sharif Floyd. So, yeah, it looks great there, but you're right. I remember that, that yeah. Floyd was high on their board and they passed on him because they because, didn't. Cause, no, because, yeah, because Rod, you know, we don't take right. time, you know, all of that stuff. But but if yeah. you're about being true to your board and that's what they are and, and you know, you got to pick there who's that high on your board, there you don't pass on them. But they ended up being right. Good job. I like Floyd. I said, I, I come on, just and he's here. I was, I was wrong. Yes, he is. I, <laughs> I was absolutely. There were two, there were basically two times I really kind of looked at what they did in the first round. Like, what are you doing? Uh, passing on Floyd, and the other one was passing on Stephen Jackson when they traded down, because Parcell said that Carthon told him that uh, you know the guys Julius Jones. Uh, uh, the kid from uh, was it Tatum from Oklahoma State. He's like, they're all the same. I'm like, no, they ain't all the same. Jackson's better. They're like, well, we got knee issues or not. But, like, Stephen Jackson's the guy. I mean, they passed on Stephen Jackson. So, Hypothetically speaking, these two players are right next to each other on their draft board. And you either and they're going to pick one of them. And it's either the number two tight end on their draft board or the number two wide receiver. Which one are you taking? Who the player, though? Who's it the, doesn't I mean, matter. They like them as the number two. So you don't even right. know who the player is. They're just saying, you, do, what do we need more, the wide receiver or the tight end? And I think it's tough because you've seen so many tight ends not have success out of the first round. And then you also you look at this team, you're like, tight end's a bigger need than wide receiver. I would go wide receiver. 
What if there's a guard there or ta- or, or No, I'm I'm going you on the scenario that they're I'm only going with us. So from what I'm messing with you. From what John gave me, I would I would go wide receiver. I think receiver. I would go wide receiver too. And I also I think that they can find a, a solid tight ends in, and, in the third. They can, but but, but, unlo- but but they have unlocked that. But late yeah. but, but late round late first round wide receivers don't hit either. Unless they're Justin Jefferson. You mean like late first round? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you I know? like I like the late first round wide receiver as opposed to the third and fourth round wide receiver. You taking a shot at Jalen Tope? I didn't say that. Yes, he is. There's been plenty of good third round wide receiver. Michael Gallup is a third rounder. Terrence exactly. Williams is a third exactly. rounder. You can find one of those Seriously, guys. Seriously, good. <laughs> I thought he was. I mean, especially for what he did immediately. The kid, he was all right. Yeah, especially what you had on the receiver court because he wasn't asked to be. It's okay. Yeah, he, he. I mean, he's in Mexico now playing Mexican football. Good for him. He's in Mexican football. For a third round pick, I think Terrence Williams is pretty solid third round pick. Um, no, Demarco Murray. No, it's true. He got a lot more. Antonio Brown was third round, wasn't he? Second. Might have been second fifth. Round. Second. No, Antonio Brown might have been fifth. <laughs> I'm you telling you. It was second round. I'm telling you. I was I Michigan. Oh, I got it. I got oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of Antonio Bryant. No, oh, yeah. no, no, Antonio, Antonio Brown was a fifth rounder. Okay, I'm, I'm, yeah. know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of '88, six, six, pick one ninety five. No, I'm thinking of Antonio. I'm thinking Antonio Bryant out of Pitt. Okay, yeah, yeah, through the Jersey and Parcel Space. Yeah, that's my boy. He yeah. still lives in Dallas. Quiet as a kept. Does he? Yeah. Where's uh, Where's the Star Telegram expose? He don't want to talk. I've been, you know, I've been working him. I'm working, trying to get my, you know, hidden stories on the jersey throw. I'm gonna work. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> it does seem like something you would work on for sure. I mean, it's, it's a, a, it's a, a good it's story. untold story. Like you know, it's when Master was doing untold, it's a great untold story. It is a good story. I mean, and, and then Keyshawn going up and talking to him. I mean, don't throw your career away. I mean, there's there's. That's that's yes. I I want to know that. I yeah, want to know a, that. that, that so. would be, yeah, see, but he lives in Dallas and he's been here for a few years now. Okay. Uh, let's take a break. He owns a few strip clubs. And um, I'm, sh- I'm sure you would know that. Is that where you going to do the interview for No, me? I don't uh, do those things. <laughs> the champagne. The Clarence Seal champagne. Parcells banned us from strip clubs. I mean, banned the team from strip clubs back in the day. That's <laughs> yeah, where Clarence was getting, getting all the info from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mo Carthon. We can't go no more. <laughs> The Clarence Hill Champagne. Okay. Uh, when we come back. True story. He just, oh, we know. He just, he just goes there for the food. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. So this ain't that place. <laughs> Arlington ain't known I, for the food. I used, to, I used <laughs> to meet some fan guys. When they used to have a crawfish boil in one of them. They, you know, one on five through the fan guys. You go to the crawfish boil. I remember boil. that, Yeah. <laughs> Media Mash right here on DallasCowboys.com. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. 
Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, John Bichotta of The Athletic. I'm Nui Scruggs. This is the Media Mash. I, I spoke on this topic in the, the Players' Night, so I want to run this by you guys. Inside linebacker. Concern? An area that they need to possibly look at for the draft? Yes, you have Leighton Vanderesh coming back, but Anthony Barr most likely will not be back. Thoughts? I've devalued the position, so I'm a bad person to ask I'm I'm fine with rolling with what they've done in the past. Like, I understand they spent a first round pick on Leighton Vander Esch, but I'll tell you what, I like the way that the old Kansas City Chiefs seem to run things, and they seem to be doing just fine when they go out and they get, like, they went out and got Anthony Hitchens, Damian Wilson, guys from the Cowboys who fourth round picks. Um, unless you have pass rush, I'm not I'm not interested in spending no, I'm, high I'm, high picks. On, okay, on, okay, okay so, no, I'm, make sure. I'm not talking about a first oh, first okay. round. I'm talking about the first round. Okay. Well, they, they need depth at the position. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for sure. The, the problem here is that Jabril Cox has not been who we thought he was right. going to be. You know, you can blame injury, blame whatever else, but Jabril Cox has not popped. And so, yes, you, you like uh, the rookie from last year, and you like Leighton Vanderest. You know, clearly, what you're going to do with uh, might get times, but you need more bodies there. Whether it's a guy that free agency, I mean, not free agency, for special teams, depth, right. all of that. You're going to miss Anthony Barr. You're going to need got bodies there. So, yes, you need to fill some holes there in the mid-rounds that draft and maybe go back and look at Barr again after the draft if, if, if he wants to come back. Yeah, like I just saw that on that graphic there they were talking about Ezekiel Elliott still, you know, obviously hasn't signed with the team. There's going to be plenty of guys that are right. still going to be available, veteran-type guys. But in terms of the draft anywhere, yeah, I definitely think they need to take one, at least in the later rounds, just because of the fact of for nothing else, even if you get Jabril Cox having a bounce-back big season, Damone Clark plays well, Leighton Vanderesh plays well, you still need someone to replace Luke Gifford. He's had the most special team snaps each of the last two years. You need somebody there. Now, Luke Gifford was undrafted, so maybe they do add some undrafted guys. But, no, I there's value at, at inside linebacker. But using, like, a first or second-round pick on the position, like I've seen in some mock drafts, I'm not a huge fan of that. I'd rather spend it at a, at a more premium position. Now, you know, um, then they got Devin Harper, you know, me, a guy they like he can as play well. Special teams, yeah. Yeah. And let me, let me you know, kind of dive into this further like I did in the, in the earlier show. Second round kid like us, the Stewart kid from Arkansas. If Dan Quinn says, hey, <laughs> I'm not saying he's Bobby, but he has a couple traits. Who's this? <laughs> uh, the kid from Arkansas, Stewart. 
Stewart? Sanders. 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 Now, I've seen him in the first round because, again, I've seen him populate in the first round because people want linebackers. They think he's that, that type of guy because, again, he's a second-round pick, but okay. 25 to 32, he could be gold. <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say this because they caught, it got them in trouble in, with their previous defensive coordinator just listening to what uh, he said. But, man, the way Dan Quinn has moved pieces around and, and been able to be multiple in his system – if if he thinks that that guy is is a guy for his system, I don't think you're gonna have to do much more to sell him. Now, of course, I can't have my scouts tell me, hey, hey, hold on, this guy is like a fourth round pick. We shouldn't be taking him in the second. But if it's like between that player and somebody else, and Dan's like, hey, man, I'm telling you, this guy right here, whatever, I'm in. And that's what that's what I'm talking about with, with Sanders kid from Arkansas. If, yeah. if if he comes in there and says that, are you yeah okay with? If that? he's really selling it, yeah, I, I would probably be okay with. But it. certainly in the second round, I don't know about the, late in the first round, but again. That's where he's going. Yeah, he, he's going second round, maybe late in the first round. Well, let me even throw this one out here now, just, just since we're just pontificating. If somebody's sitting here and says, "Hey, we want twenty six, and you jump back in the second, and you can pick up some picks, would you do it? Yeah. No. Go ahead, you go first. Again, you know, you you, you jump back in the second. Is it a high second round pick? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean I, I I it depends on what's there. You know, you know, if, if, if B. John's flying and falling to me, I'm I'm taking him. But you know, if all those guys are about the same, you know, Stephen Avila, the guard from TCU, you know, he may be available late first round, early second round, some guys that plug and play guys that you know. And again, we're talking about the board and we're talking about the quality of picks that are gonna be there on the board when you pick, because again, there are only twenty quote unquote first round picks. Um What else it, are you getting with that though? A third? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it I think on what, a, a yeah, second. Yeah, you, you, you may be sitting at a two and a five. You, you know, let let's say it's you know it's a a high a, a team picking high. Yeah. And in, in the second, they want to move up to get something. Right. So if you're sitting around here, you're getting yourself a high two five two four. Um, that's that's what I'm I'm thinking there from that end. You're the Cowboys. You're you're able to save a little bit of money, but at the same time, hey, we've got a bunch of these guys we like that we could get here so now I'm sitting up here with two first round picks save a little bit of money and you're going to add another four whatever yeah I just I like having that fifth year I I I will I'm not I'm not saying don't trade back I just I'm real hesitant about trading out the first round I want to I want to use the first round pick and and I know that this shouldn't factor in but the years when the Cowboys don't have a first round pick those drafts aren't great so then I come back into this then I'll go back in just based off the conversation why are you talking about Tristan Hill so now you are. What about that one year when they just they were just like we're going to get all of our backups, like backup. Jason Williams the, and stuff. The special teams draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Is <coughs> that nine? I remember that. Walk away, walk, walk away time. Um, but, so then you're comfortable taking a non first round pick at twenty six. Yeah, because I do think with the way all these teams' boards are stacked, that if you drop back into the second round, you're dropping back a good seven eight picks. Yeah, am I overdrafting this guy at 26 by a little bit? Yeah, probably. But every pick that goes by after that, you're just getting a lesser player. I mean, I do like, really, to be honest with you, the scenario that, like he mentioned, is the one I, I like. And I know it's a first-round pick, and I know some people might not like him at first. But if they did the, like, similar to the Travis Frederick thing, and they traded back and got the Steve Avila kid, I wouldn't hate that at all. But I want that fifth year with him. I'm saying, like, the last pick in the first round. I would be fine with that at guard. I know that the fans wouldn't love it, you know, because it's not, oh, a guard. Like, what are we doing? About the, I'm not worried about the yeah. fans. I'm but worried but about I, the fans. I would be interested in that because I don't think like a kid like that. I don't think you got any chance of him following you, know, you in the second. So. The good news, the good news, 
is that we've not been around here a long time. We've been we around know, here a long time. We, we know. There was a time when Jerry, I, I got to have a wild player. Yeah. A wild player, you know. I always got, you know, Des Brown. I got. I need me somebody that's going to excite the fans, going to pop in the offense. Yeah, Jalen Carter. I, I, Sorry. I'm just, you know, <laughs> but what I'm saying is this team has done a good job of picking linemen in the first round. You know, not quote unquote wild players, but they're linemen. Right. You know, and so even last year, I don't think last year was a wild player. I don't think people were jumping up no. and down with Tyler Smith on draft day. They weren't. Oh, I think him ending on season, that, at least since I've been around, was 2014. When he went, Zach Martin said he, uh, Johnny Manziel. Yeah. That was a big so, move in that direction. So, so I, you know, forget, you know, I don't know if this team needs a wild player. I don't know if they need, you know, obviously if you get a Bijan, that's great. You know, if he falls, it's great. But a Steven Avila, a, a defensive tackle, something like that that you know is going to come in and play and be a core foundational player for you, nothing wrong with that. If it's up to me, I'm going D-line. That's just me. All right, listen. What about, I, hey, what about the flip side of it? Is there anything that you'd be willing to go up for? Bijan. Uh, how far would you be willing to go? But how far, right? Yeah. 20 uh, to 20? Yeah. Look, I, I, I am – Gosh, I hate to think I'm just agreeing with you, dog, just to be agreeing with you. But it, talking, to, talking to Gary Patterson, I trust Gary. Yeah. You know, to, to be a defensive guy who's watching the offense and you're helping. When he tells me, yeah, closest thing I've seen to LT. Yeah. Okay. And what do we know about LT? He could run. He could catch. He could block. I mean, he was the complete package. And so to me. And you had to spend a top 10 pick to get LT. Right. Yeah, that's they what wouldn't they, be moving into ten to get. Right, right, they probably right, moved right. like twenty, maybe. Right, right. But I'm just saying, my, my whole premise is here's a weapon. Yeah, and all this talk about running backs, that 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 weapons are different. I think Micah Parsons showed fans a couple years ago. Wow. I remember all the time listening to listening to the people on certain radio stations. Oh, you can't take a linebacker. You can't take a linebacker. And then you know what? Well, I didn't say that. I mean, you know, if you got a weapon, you're like, yeah, okay. Well, he's a weapon. B. Hill hey. Robinson is a weapon. And if you got a weapon like that who can run, pass, catch, and then I hear his – and Gary did nothing but rave about him as a person. Oh, he's a great person. Then, then you know what? Then go get that in the, your room. The, the character is off the charts. And the thing about it is, is that, you know, I hate people trying, well, you don't like Bijan because he's a long – no, that's not true. Bijan is special. And as, as most we get – Closer to the draft, you see everything on Twitter. Everybody, all these draft talk about this dude. I just saw something today. You know, some people say he's a gold jacket type player. I mean, just everybody. There's everybody's raving about the talent, the potential, what type of player he is on the field. Not even, and that's not even considering what he's off the field. Just his talent. How do you pass on something like that? So to get up and get him. Uh, from where they're at it now at 26, to get up to around 19 or 20, you'd have to give up your third-round pick. All right, okay. did it in a heartbeat. Okay. Okay, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Third-round pick. Third-round, yeah, 90. J- can I just give him Jalen Tolbert? <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe they want that. Maybe if they want that, so yeah, we can't we can't talk about players on other teams. We can we can talk about players on our, on the Cowboys. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yes. yes, that's what the department memo. He's going to prove you wrong this year. I hope he does. I hope he does. He's been hanging out at Dak's house. He's been in some of the videos with Dak thrown at his house. He should be living at Dak's. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about James Washington wasn't at Dak's house last year when he got signed. He wasn't. He, was he, he, hurt, he didn't though? take the trip to Florida. I really feel like Hall of last year, he was never healthy. Remember, like, the very first day of whatever, right. OTAs or minicamp, he had a boot on. Um, 
<laughs> he was. He, you got what you paid for. Yeah. Uh, truly, you Semi, got what you paid. Semi was there though. Semi, yeah, yeah. I I, I hope Jalen. To- I I wherever Dak is, Jalen Tolbert needs to be there. I mean, that's just you. Just he needs to be. I need Brandon yeah. Cooks there right now. Yeah, every day with him. Get the time around those deep balls. Make a, make things happen. I know that we're not talking. We're talking about what the team would do, but can you just imagine? <laughs> How fired up the fans would be. If, I mean, as much as anybody will sit there and say right now, man, I don't know about giving up that third round pick. If that thing came across the bottom, there's been a trade, and the Cowboys traded up to 20, and Bijan's still out there. You're telling me that, that fans would be booing that pick? No. <laughs> but the, the, the clicks, the Twitter would just go crazy. Right. That would go viral. I'm going to tell you this Being right now. Kid. From 15. If he gets to 15, from 15 to wherever he goes after that, that's all they're going to be talking about. It's like, man, the Cowboys, the, man, if he falls to the Cowboys. And honestly, you can say the same thing about Jalen Carter. If he starts falling like that, too, people will be talking about the Cowboys, it too. Will, what is going on with Jalen Carter? Why is he falling like that? Let's take a break and, fall, and, and let's, chat let's, about Jalen Carter. And, and is, is uh, if you're the Cowboys, do you keep a watch on it? And maybe do you decide to give up your third rounder to take Jalen Carter? We'll do that next with John Michaud of The Athletic. He is Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, and New East Coast, the meeting match right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Here we are, Media Mash, with John Mashoda of The Athletic. He is Claire Till, the Fort Worth Star Telegram, and New East So, Jalen Carter, according to a couple of reports, has been taken off draft boards. Coming into the process after the national championship game, thought process was Jalen Carter, Georgia, defensive lineman, going to be the number one pick. Then things started happening. And um, he's dropping. 
I won't go into everything here, but but he's clearly mm-hmm. um, dropping in. I don't expect him to be the number one pick. And if it happens that he starts to have one of these Warren Sapp-like falls, remember years ago when Warren Sapp was expected to be the number one pick, fell all the way down. I want to say it might have been 11 or 12 where he finally got taken by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It might have been at 12. Remember Belichick passing on him. Right. Mike Lombardi wouldn't let him take him. They took some uh, – anyway, they, they, they messed that one up. But if Jalen Carter starts falling, do the Cowboys perk up and say, hey – we do need D-line help. 100%. Especially especially because Jerry Jones is involved. Absolutely. It'll be, it would be tough for him to pass. And now could be like the Zach Martin. So you're not going to 26. I'm not anticipating to fall to 26. I mean, you have to move up. So I don't think they'll trade up for him. Yeah, I think I that either. they will sit and let him fall to them. Yep. And then they can justify the pick. So you think with the off-the-field stuff. You think a guy like that will fall all the I, way to I don't think he'll okay. fall, but okay. but for the Cowboys to take him, I don't think they will invest and trade up for him. Jerry likes to get take risk on bargains. Yeah. You Round know, two. He, that's why he makes his Well, or, or, but yeah, yeah, but I mean, but if he falls to them, they don't have to give up nothing. Right. Then they say, we couldn't pass him because of the talent. Right. But to sit up here and give up capital for him and move up, I don't think they'll dispense with the risk factor. Yeah. See, I just don't think that there's 25 teams. No. 25, I don't think there's 25 shots of him being. What about the other yeah. line that rusher there from Georgia who's all over the board? No, Nolan Smith. Yes. Yeah. He's, I mean, I've seen him. In the 20s. There's a little bit of the Micah thing where people look at him as his size, as can he hold up long-term in the NFL because he's a little bit smaller size for a guy that they're going to want some pass rush from. You know? Right. I he, mean, he's he's athletic. I've seen him in the top 10. I've seen him late yeah. in the 20s. Because I remember I, you were over by his locker when we were talking to Micah at the end of the year about adding weight and stuff like that. Right. And he was talking about, you know, Get in the weight room, maybe add some weight. The, the problem that you get with guys like that is you don't want you want them to put on some weight so they're more durable, but you also don't want them to lose any of that speed because that's what makes them so special. And that's the thing I've that's the stuff I've read about Nolan Smith. That's like, all right, he's gonna have to gain a little bit of weight, but we also don't want him because he is a guy that can drop into coverage. He can like he can do everything. Right, but that's why you have these expert trainers that can add yeah lean muscle on you without you know losing your agility and your and your speed and and. If Michaels goes from a four three to a four four, but he has ten pounds, I think we're okay with that. Yeah, as a defensive end, as a right. pass rusher, and and you know we we talked about it. We talked about it here. If he's going to play defensive end, he's going to have to add weight. He's yeah. going to have to add muscle. And those could, are car wrecks, and, you could, and, and it's not the same. And you're going to need to get a linebacker. You get an inside linebacker. If you could, if you're going to start to really really get, keep go, keep going down this road. You know, I don't see an Anthony Barr coming back. Obviously, you know, uh, you and, and as he gets older, he's going to be more in than linebacker anyway. Because you don't have to, you know, as you get older in your career, what do you do best? What's your specialty? Let me put you there. You know, five, six, seven years in his career, you don't want him running sideline to sideline at linebacker. You want him getting to the quarterback. And I'm fine on the inside linebacker. I just don't want to use a first round pick on the position. I don't I don't need Yes, would I like to get Bobby Wagner in the second round? Of course I would. But I don't need to spend a first round pick to no. to get that that player. I got too many other pieces on defense that as long as I got a solid guy there I can count on. You know, I'm fine it, with that. it's funny to me cuz we got, you know, as we get to the draft and everybody's a draft Nick and the expert and everybody it's the cottage industry. Everybody knows the draft. You can't take a running back in the first round. You can't take a tight end in the first round. You can't take off the ball linebacker in the first round. You can't take a safety in, the, in high in the first round. Right. You really shouldn't be taking a guard 
top right. 15 in the first round. They're, they're not one of the premium positions. I agree with all of that, to be honest with you. I know it's stereotypical, <laughs> it, it, but I agree with all of that. And, and, if the, and if Dan Quinn comes in here and says, this is what I want, I think I need it, then I, we're all in agreement, right? That and I didn't bother you can't take a nose tackle. Yeah. You know, if he's not a pass rusher guy, you can't take a nose Bill, tackle. Bill Belichick did well, okay I with Vince Wilford. Did you, you I, he did okay, but that's just an outlier. You don't really take nose tackles, run stuffers, in the first 15, 20 picks. You mentioned uh, Tristan Hill earlier. Let's be honest. If it wasn't D-tackle, you just said safety there. It's not act like those safeties that got taken instead just wrecked no. the league. Well, no. One thing Hill turned out to be a good player. He's okay, yeah. but and I, I posted this. You know, it's funny because we kicked their butt over Tristan Hill and Juan Thornhill. And and they got um, my boyfriend and my body's gone blank. Donovan, Donovan Wilson. Wilson. Okay. Who's a better player right now? Yeah, Donovan Wilson for sure. Donovan Wilson or Juan Thornhill. They got pretty much the same contract, I think, because Thornhill went from Kansas City. But, but Don Wilson, to me, is the better player. Well, when I look at what Thornhill did for Kansas City. Well, he missed that first year, didn't he? The second got, year. Got, he was injured. Got, you know, got two rings on his finger. Well, that's because of Patrick Holmes, not because hey, of Juan hey, Thornhill. Hey, man, I'm just saying. That's because. He, he's still in the league. He's still in the league. That's because of Patrick Holmes. Come on, okay. man. What did, what did Tristan Hill do <laughs> with they his needed, opportunity? What Tristan do with Juan do? They needed Thornhill to put him over the top. That's right. There's a whole list of guys I'm going to credit for those rings before I get to one. JT, I, don't, I don't even throw him played on that first Super Bowl team. Hey, I, hey, I think he was hurt that first year. I think JT, think Justin Timberlake, and Juan Thornton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I'm that's sorry. exactly. Bring it, bringing the safety back. Come on, bring man. Bringing sa- sa- safety sexy back. So that's what they're doing, man. That's what we're doing. So, no. uh, and I don't think that it should be this blanketed, you never do that. I mean, no, no, there no. are the Earl Thomases that, yeah. Yeah, you but Earl Thomas it. went high, but he was special. He's, exactly. He, you know, yeah, you do it for him. Yeah, but since Earl Thomas, I don't think, you know, what the kid in Pittsburgh now, Miami got rid of him. Oh, Fitzpatrick. You know, but I mean, tell me, a, tell me a safety. Your boys and in, 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 in your boys and in, in with the Chargers. He's a good player. Derwin James. Yeah, he's a good, he's player, good player, but he ain't been what we thought he was going to be. No, been he's been he's been really good. He's been just hurt. Been hurt. Yeah. I, okay, all of that, but, but he Jamal is a good Adams, huh? Jamal, Jamal Adams. Adams ain't you know. Seattle is Seattle happy with that contract? Or the picks they had to give up? No, no. Hey, look. So, this is this is this is the I beauty. Mean, we, we can nitpick. What I'm saying, we can nitpick. That's what kills me about people just so crazy about running back, and you can nitpick a number of positions, you know. But when it's a special play, we definitely can nitpick quarterback high in the first round. Well, if B. John Robinson was in this draft, I would completely agree. There's not anybody on the running back class that you should really be using right, the first but, round but, pick but, on. But 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 there are outliers. There are people that that, that say, yeah. "Let's go against this noise. Let's go against this sure. dude is special." Okay. Yeah. I agree. All right, look, I'm, 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 this is why we had the conversation. If we come to the draft, we, we you, Are you going to rip them if they trade up for Jalen Carter? They no, get, he wants them to. Actually, no, I don't. Oh, I, I thought you. I, 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 I would be running from Jalen Carter personally. Yeah, I would. Especially if he's making it to eighteen, nineteen. He's I, obviously got to be because he's running from the cop. I'm serious. So, so one of the things, and you guys know this, having you know, we, being here. There's certain dudes, if you got stuff going on, this ain't the town and this is not the team for you to be on. I've heard people say that about some guys in the Cowboys who have, thr- have thrived and, in the and Cowboys, I, though. You know, I go back to, to Randy Including Ma- some people that are on this team right now. I, I go back to Randy Moss all the time. And I do think that Randy Moss got to go to the perfect situation where here's a head coach in Denny Green, here's Chris Carter, Jake Reed, and the way they were able, that, that whole system that they had over there that helped, mm-hmm. that I don't think him coming here would have been good. Um, 
I mean, shoot, remember when Zeke's dad had went to that ESPN article talking about I was worried about my son and you know being out here. I mean, you know, things can happen. And but it. when was stop it, stop what, what's the but, last team that had the most guys like that that you can think of on the Cowboys? Because when I think of that, I think of those teams also getting Lombardi trophies. So, who's coach? <laughs> it don't matter. He didn't police them. I just want. I mean, you act like he's stopping from going out and, and, and getting in trouble. He had the most talent. That was before free agency. They couldn't move. There's a lot of factors, a lot of coats. So you want but Carter? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I wouldn't yes trade up I for need, him. I need a yes, no. Carter, yes, no. I mean, I want a lot of players. I mean, I mean, I mean, yes, of course. Okay, if he's yes. there. Yeah, 26, yeah, I'm not trading up. But, yeah, at 26, yeah. And Bijan's off think, the board. I just think, yeah. Oh, well, obviously. Can you just imagine if the draft fell like that? Carter and Bijan. Are they both sitting there? <laughs> then, yeah, obviously, I'd rather have Bijan. But this choir boy I keep going back with, with the Jalen Carter thing. Is just, again, stereotypes like you mentioned. But it's that position is just so valuable. To get a game record in the middle like that, those guys usually are gone in the top well, ten. And, 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 and I've said this many times. You know, this is Clarence Hill's f- rules of football. You can't be a great defense without a horse in the middle. You need yeah. a bad A in the middle somewhere. Sometimes this, this, the Cowboys have not had that guy in the middle of the defense line in a long time. You know, so that that would certainly put this to go with you to go with what you have on top on, on the edges to have a guy to push the middle and be a a, a, a wrecking ball in the middle. That's over. Hey, look, man. Bottom line, they want to win with. I mean, they want to win with defense. Part, I mean, not, you know. Mike McCarthy talked about winning with defense. Even on the strong defense, how do you make this defense better? Get a horse in the middle. If if Jalen Carter falls at 26, I'll take you both to lunch. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, listen, we're not saying he's falling at 26. Know, we're I saying do. the Cowboys should pick him if he does. Yeah. We're not saying he's falling at 26. We're not, you know, on that heel Okay, right what about there. this scenario? What if the Cowboys did poorly last year and were picking 12th this year? And Jalen Carter was there. Would you take him at 12? You're coming off a bad season. You have the 12th pick. I, I, you didn't think he'd fall that far. Yeah, right now I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Which from just, just the things that I'm reading, I'm right. uncomfortable. Now, yeah. This is where, obviously, Dan Quinn, Will McClay, you know, Mr. Wansley, there, there yeah. needs to be some research done. Yeah. Um, but right now what I'm hearing, I'm not comfortable. Because if it's one thing we know, talent's one thing. But if you can't get your, you know, the other stuff off the field, it can be a problem. The reports of him being completely removed from draft boards are the ones that really surprise me. Um, I can't believe that you would ever completely remove a player off your draft board. I, I could see that. I mean, we saw Randy Moss. I mean, so we, we know it happens. Yeah, there are no. teams that do that. I mean, Bill Polian has openly talked on, on uh, when he's done his radio show, but hey, there have been players I've taken off. So I, yeah. I get it. I get it because everybody, everybody's got things that they say we will and will not not do. I mean, shoot, remember a couple of years ago when the Patriots drafted one dude, Christian, whatever name from Nebraska, and then all of a sudden Kraft's wife was like, no, yeah. <laughs> he got cut. So it was a Christian Peters, I think, might have been his name. But anyway, it was so, so. They're, they're going well, I mean, to be it, right, and, and Lawrence Phillips, uh, Dick, Dick Vermeil said, like we won't be drafting Lawrence Phillips, right? You know, and just but but just like in the Randy, no, he said they wouldn't be drafting Randy Moss. They drafted Randy, then he drafted Lawrence like Phillips. In, just like in the Randy Moss case, though. I mean, you know, Chan Gailey didn't want him here. It was a huge mistake by the Cowboys not getting Randy Moss because of off the field stuff, rumors about what you are, you know, so. And that's, and that's why I said 
there needs to be right now. I said there would need to be conversations of, of, of Dan Quinn, Will McClay, uh, Mr. Watson. They would need to do their research. I said right now, what I'm hearing, twenty six, or you, or as you said, hey, if you're sitting there at twelve, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, but, we're just talking about if he falls. I, I just don't think you can pass on the talent. Yeah, yeah. You I know, just, if, if you don't trade up for him, but again, you what you're getting talent wise at 26, you know, in the five year, and you can control the situation. Yes, but I'm not giving up capital, giving up draft picks, moving up to get him. And, and off the top of my head, I can't think of the last time we spoke of a player who was being mentioned as the top overall pick that fell down to 26. 26. No. We've seen a 24 drop, but yeah. 26, that's that is that is that's pretty steep. That's that's pretty unlikely yeah. that we've ever seen. When we're talking about top overall. Yeah. I mean, the last guy I can think of that is Aaron Rodgers. Right. And then even then, that also becomes a quarterback thing where you got teams you know, like, like the Cowboys can yeah. take a quarterback. Everybody, everybody can use a game-wrecking defensive tackle. Everybody, right. even if you already have one. I, I mean, you can use well, yeah, unlike quarterback, yeah, yeah, you can do that. You, you, so. know, you, you know your man Mike Brown not going to pass on it either. You know, you know, as much as they talk about Jerry being a second-chance guy, I mean, Mike Brown may have more because that's after you leave, Jerry, guys like <laughs> Pac-Man Jones went up to Mike Brown and the Bengals. So, um, I, can't, I, I honestly can't see him get past Seattle. Very much so. I really can't. Yes, but yes, Pete. Pete maybe. Care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go, uh, gentlemen. We'll do it again next week. Chris Bean, we're gonna do it again next week. Meaty Mash again next week. We'll do it all through the rest of the month. So we'll do it all the rest of the month. There we go. <laughs> there we go. For Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star Telegram, John Machado, the Athletic. I'm New York Chris. This has been the Meaty Mash on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!